Skype and I seen you, I'm like, is this still the same one? And um, yeah, it says like the last time you talked. It's been a wait, it's been a minute. A lot has happened. A lot has yeah. happened. It's um I remember doing the year end awards. I can't remember what year it was. And I put like you would be definitely one of the lifters to watch. And um Yeah. Must have been the year before, just before that. And then I had on yeah. like Steffi Cohen and um I remember adding uh, asking her opinion like who do you think is the next big star? And who do you think, like asking questions like that when she was on the podcast and Steffi Cohen's like, man, I don't Lawrence, a man of Lawrence girl is killing it right now. And, Wait, um, she did? Wait, yeah. she did? I didn't even know that. This yeah, was, that's awesome. She... Yeah, yeah, this was, this was back, this was back then, like before you won Raw Nats, before you won Worlds, um, because you, you hit the scene almost out of nowhere. Like yeah. you were super young, yeah. smashing massive weights, and um, everybody's uh -huh. like, what the shit is going on right now? There was a while there <laughs> where, like, you know, there's there's that moment where, like, someone hits it and everybody gets super excited on this new person that hit the scene. And before yeah. they could find out who you are, what you're all about, before they could catch up on your story and get to know you, there's that buzz, right? And, like, that's the girl. Yeah. Like, whenever I yeah. post you, people are like, that's that girl. And yeah. Um, yeah. a year later... Holy shit, man. Your following is blowing up. Everybody know you now. Well, they, well you've been a big help, so... Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. You, did, you. You did a lot to make it happen, though. Um, so yeah, let's, yeah, let's, like, I guess we'll back it up and kind of allow me to reintroduce yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we're just getting started, man. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, I'm May Lawrence. I am the 84 kilo world champ for, I guess, uh, IPF, USAPL, you name it. I, I, I'm, I'm at the top of the Fed right now. Yeah. Um, and I plan on, you know, maintaining that status for a while here to come. We're just getting started, man. How does, how does it feel? Um, to, to like to say that, to, to realize that because it's, you know, let me tell you something. When I first started commentating for the world championships in 2016, I think like 530 something around there won the world championships. When you posted up, what did you post yes. up at Worlds? Uh, 613, missing my third squat and not going, you know, full on balls of walls for my last deadlift. So, yeah. Like, um, think about yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I went in. That was the first meet I did with Joey, and I think we trained like three months for it. And you know, switching from my old coach to him, it's just been it was night and day. And I was able to really like, you know, I went eight for nine, technically nine for nine. Um, even though I missed my third squat, but I mean, I'm still counting it. Uh, it came up. They were just, they were just super, super tough yeah. on debt that world's like yeah. everyone at raw nationals this past uh, time was like yeah they're just so tough on death i'm like no you haven't seen nothing <laughs> world is yeah 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 um so yeah i don't know it's, it's crazy we won a world championship before a national championship so i can't say many who's done that but <laughs> it's not bizarre too right like um and that's probably yeah. that probably speaks on like your rate of progress where because since Nationals to that world, your rate of progress has been phenomenal, which also speaks on, it looks like the jump to Joey Flex was a good idea because you obviously, yeah, yeah. right? What what ended up sparking that? How, how did you think, because um, before you were doing good, for sure, like you were obviously doing really good. Yeah. But yeah. 
what, what were you telling yourself, you know what, I think I should check out what else is out there? Yeah, I mean, I just, I just think like going to someone like Joey, he has a little, he had a little bit more knowledge, more experience, especially at the international level. And um, we also made the changes with the equipment I was training on. Um, I don't know. I was training on whatever those hexagon plates were at that old commercial gym, and who knows what if those are actual forty-five pound plates. But because yeah. I mean, my numbers still aren't quite what they were then. Um, so yeah, switching to kilos or competition plates and, you know, training to the competition center has been a massive game changer. And that was something Joey was stressing. And um, so I, I made it happen. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, but but Joey, he like really helped refine in my technique and really made me like, I guess, take the ego away and stay, and stay accountable and make sure everything's perfected. Um, so, uh, you know, we can we can try to hit as many other lifts on the platform as possible because, man, I still haven't gone nine for nine. <laughs> I swear to God, nine for nine is a unicorn. It, it almost doesn't exist, right? Like the nine for nine yeah, day, yeah. it's hard. It's tougher than – here's the thing, though, because you're at the top now. So when you're at, like, nationals or worlds, the competition's super deep. So it's, it's easier to go nine for nine if you go to a local competition and you're just worrying about yeah. going to a max. But when you're at the like top yeah. end, it's more strategic and you're like, you know, right. you're being right. forced to load the bar with things that maybe you wouldn't ordinarily or whatever. It's a whole nother deal trying to go nine yeah. for nine in those conditions. Yeah. And to me, like, I don't know, going nine for nine doesn't necessarily mean like that was the best meet ever. So, I mean, like you could have left kilos in the tank, but right. Worlds is probably as close to nine for nine as possible. But uh, yeah, Nationals did quite go as well as worlds just because i i came into the meet injured two weeks out i strained uh, my hamstring um so that kind of put a damper on things nationals was like nationals was like gonna be a big meet um same with sheffield which sucks really sucks yeah um but uh i mean was able to still total the same t- thing i had at world 613 kilogram and you know injured so i think that speaks a lot on what you know i probably would have done if I was healthy. It was the same thing with Taylor Atwood. You know, he didn't go in healthy. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, when, when we're at our 100%, no one's stopping us. <laughs> you know, it's funny because people think like, oh, it's, it's an excuse when people say they weren't healthy. Thing is, it's like, man, you know how hard it is to actually be 100% and walk into a competition? It almost never happens, right? Like, to be, right, right. especially when you're moving the type of weight at, at the ranges you're doing, it's really difficult yeah. to maintain that. Especially like those last few weeks of prep when you're going, I mean, you're hitting heavier singles and just anything can tweak just like that. And then it's just like, well, great, we're, we're close out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like finding that balance. So um, I, I've, uh, I've always been known to push myself a lot. Um, but I, I like to think I've toned it back a bit with, with Joey and, and, you know, finding that balance. Like my body is not going <laughs> to, I guess, hang in there if I constantly am right. going to the max. And it's, it's one of those, so. it's tough because you can be enthusiastic when you're like smashing weights and you're like, oh my God, I can't wait till next week. That moved good. Right. And then you go win. Right. Right. And, and you just want to keep loading and go like, how far can we push this? And that's when someone like Joey would have to be like, all right, man, we're going to peak in the gym if we're not careful. You know, we're, we're going to hit our peak while yeah. in training if we're not careful. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. Um, and I've learned like to take, you know, I squat and deadlift twice a week, um, take one of those sessions and maybe go more at it. And then the second one, maybe take a step back just so I can make that primary day. 
I don't know, explosive. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so you squat but, twice a week and deadlift twice a week? Yeah, yeah. I actually, like, squat was toned down since I switched over to Joey because I used to squat three times a week, and I guess even before that, I would squat every day. I guess that's how my squat blew up. Yeah. But uh, I, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I guess once you get to, like, I guess the 500 area like I'm at, like, my body needs more time to recover. So I can't squat quite as frequently, um, especially now I'm realizing because I'm starting to switch to flat zone squat that, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm hitting the same muscle groups like four times a week with deadlifts and now squats because I mean, I used to wear heels all the time and I'm like, oh man, I'm feeling that. <laughs> yeah, you feel roughed up. It's, it's, funny. Right? it's funny how you said because it's true. I've had, it was uh, Leah Bavois from France. She's 63 kilo squat world record breaker. And she squats like yeah. crazy, but she's 63 kilo. And so the weight yeah. she's using is less, obviously. But she was yeah. saying she squats like like four times a week. And I'm like, holy shit, like what's the intensity? She was pretty intense. And then um, yeah. yourself, world record breaker, obviously, squatting twice a week. And it's when you, and then I asked somebody like, it's like the more you know, the less you know when you ask around because it's so individualized. So if you, if you yeah. just hear what someone else does, like they're a world record breaker, world champion, and you try to mimic them without actually realizing, man, that works for them. But they're all different. Like you need to work with a coach yeah. and collect the data. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely say when, like I said, when I was in at the lighter weight range, I, I was squatting more frequently. Um, so that might be the case. Well, I guess it's all relevant to, I, I guess your size too, for how much you're lifting, but I don't know. Women can handle volume yeah. <laughs> better than men. So, yeah. I mean, there, there's that. So <laughs> that's, and that's 100%. But, I've noticed that where like some of the rec ranges that you guys rip off are so close to the one rep max. It's like, how is this possible? If you use the one rep max calculator, you'd be like, like you must be squatting 700 pounds by now. Like there was, I remember. Oh, that's not even, that, yeah. <laughs> that's not even accurate at all. I know, I know. <laughs> I wish. I know. Like I remember John Hack being like, well, Let's see what Amanda Lawrence is doing when she's out repping me. You know, she, this is John Hack. <laughs> no, he didn't. This is John Hack. It's like, what this shit? She's she's using my weight for rep weight. This is this is you know. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, no, like I went over. I drove out to Wisconsin what a couple of years ago to go to his out to his place, and we were squatting together. That was fun. And then we went on the bench, and he's like casually like. Hitting what I hit on squat on bench. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when he's got to gain his ground back. Right? Before he leaves, he's like, right? we got to bench. No, he's, he's got a strong squat. I think it's, I don't know what he's hit. It's got to be like close to seven or if more. Oh, he's. Or more yeah. than that? I can't. He's broken because he's broken so many world records now. Because um, he's. It's been more than seven. I, he's squatted more than seven. He's deaded more than eight. And he's benched like well into the 500s. The guy's a freak. He's, he's an absolute... His bench is blowing up lately. I don't get it. <laughs> his, his bench is absolutely ridiculous, especially for a guy his size. You wouldn't think... Like, he's, he's, he's Jack, for sure, but he's not like... Yeah. Even Russell looks bigger. Like, Russell looks absolutely enormous. Russell looks ungodly yeah. muscular. You see a dude like Russell, you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, like, you'd be like, he's a world champion powerlifter. You're like, well, I fucking guess. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> like, you should, you should start Jack. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I didn't think he was a water <laughs> Russell's who we strive to be. Right. It's not like you yeah. see Russ and you're like, guess a sport. I don't know, tennis? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> you, 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 it's, it's written all over his body. 
Whereas yeah. John, like John's Jack, but he looks, you would never guess he's capable when you just, just look at him. You know, yeah. he's, he's yeah. got like a secret that he's keeping to himself until he starts and, shifting weights. And he's so, and he's so low key. He's so humble about it. So like, it's just like, comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can say the, the, the weights are real there. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, you, you can attest that. Yeah. Yeah. I can attest to that. I think, do you think, I think some of what the, with the, in terms of the um, calibrated plates, where the difference might be is also because the weights are like skinnier, so they're closer yeah. to your body so that yeah. you know, it's not dispersed outwards. Cause you know, when they do the um, strongman deadlift and it's like the elephant bar and they use those big, huge bars where the weights get further yeah. further away from them. And yeah, they're, they're not lifting it up as much. Right. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's why Joey told you, let's get you on some comp plates so you feel it day yeah. in, day out. No surprises. Yeah, yeah, no, that's exactly it. I, like, felt the biggest difference was squat just because, um, well, well, we changed my, changed my technique a lot, but before I used to descend, like, at a super fast pace, and with those plates that were thicker, um, I would get a lot of whip coming out of the hole. Oh. And that's why I was hitting these, well, big numbers because I was getting, you know, some, a lot of momentum coming up, but also I don't know if those plates were actually like what they said they were. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I remember like um, going in the Arnold Grand Prix 2018, obviously I was not this last one, which honestly I kind of wish I would have because um, I, I was like, Joey and I were talking, like we could have done like a hype up meet leading into Sheffield. I think it was like four weeks apart. I'm like, I'm fine. I could totally do it. Like, and then we didn't because we didn't want to risk anything. But, like, right. now I kind of wish I would have. But, yeah. anyways, yeah, leading into Arnold 2018, like, I was training on those Hexagon whatever plates they were. And I went – I was hitting, like, I think 585 in the gym for a single. And I went out on the platform, and 530 felt really heavy. I'm like, wow, this is over. Yeah, you're, you're like, what the shit? Yeah. It's funny how you just intuitively – developed a squat style to accommodate the weight you were using right like like right, when you're getting right. a recoil and bounce you just intuitive probably didn't even totally think about it, but intuitively we're like i'm gonna start recoiling at the bottom and get a little bounce on these yeah yeah and now like i i squat with a lot more control and obviously the plates feel like dead weight on my back so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're tabulated but yeah, I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying to get back up there, but I, I, I legitimately don't know where my numbers used to be at. <laughs> this but, is true. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the numbers on the platform are what matters, anyways. That's true. That's true. And I feel like since switching over Joey, changing the plates and everything, I've been training on like things have been more accurate um, mm. from training to meets. Um, obviously, there's, there's a little bit of a weight cut. A water load that I do going into it. Um, not quite what Jessica Buettner does. I don't know how she does that. Dude, it, um, <laughs> wait, did you hear that? I listen. I listen. I listened to her last podcast. Like it is insane what she does. Yeah, like, I would just, die. It's, it's, I mean, hopefully not the bad happens. She's got diabetes too, which makes it difficult. But they wrap her up in Saran wrap like they're cooking something, and they are like they're cooking her. Put her in a sauna. Oh my gosh! It's put her in a. It's so draining. Yeah, oh yeah. And like and like from my experience, I find saunas are the most draining. Like I would rather just do a water load and be done or then do like spitting or a hot bath before yeah. that. Like yeah. saunas like to me are death. Like Oh it's it's I like feel so drained. It's um I think like honestly, I think she has to do 
all of the above. I think she waterloads sauna and spits in the cup. Like she, like she's doing everything but shaving her head. Like it was she. The funny thing <laughs> is, the, fu- <laughs> the funny thing is, before she went to nationals, she left the sauna and was still like she was going to miss the weigh and she didn't go, so she had to go. So she was leaving the sauna and she's still half a kilo up and she was accepting it almost like. Fuck it. It is what it is. I, I, I yeah. can do no more. It's Let's just see what happens. And then she got yeah. there and she said, when she went on the scale and it said like 71.999 or whatever, just in there. She's like, yeah. she, she yeah. wanted to come. like, how? She, she, yeah. How? I believe it. I believe it. That's she, incredible. It's, it's, you saw you go ahead. I think she should, I, I think she should, I think she should, uh, you know, Stop the water load and then come to 84 and have some fun. <laughs> yeah, that's what that, of course you're gonna say that. Here's the thing. That's a yeah. that's a big jump. I like for her because she did she did 565, which is which is like for, for a 72 kilo is amazing. Um oh, for sure. it's 20 kilo over the world record. I think what she it makes sense that like before she leaves, she probably wants to be world champion. She's like, like, she's probably like, this has got yeah. to be worth it yeah. at the end. I can't leave without, yeah. especially the tease of actually getting 565. Like, that's such a tease to not do it at the Worlds and be like, oh, my God. If I do that at Worlds, like, she's probably like, I have to, I have to do this at Worlds. I got to, like, at least put forward. Yeah. Imagine leaving the weight class and never doing your best performance at the World Championships. You'd be like, ah, oh, man. However, yeah. lifting weights makes you gain muscle mass. And it's getting harder and harder for her. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, she barely made it, yeah. (laughs) Barely made it. Barely made it. So it depends. The thing is, though. But she was saying that she, yeah, yeah. She was saying she wanted to be, like, if she was doing 84, like, weigh 200 pounds. I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) you don't. (laughs) That is is a hard cut. I've done, I've done from. I have done 195 to 185 or whatever that is in kilos. And that was horrible. I weigh like 188, 189 now. And like, that is, that is good. Like she, well, I don't know how she could do that. (laughs) That's just taking it from me. It's, it's, she must be super confident with her water cutting and weight cutting because I, like you, like, man, I, I weigh in, I do 83 kilo. I don't, 200 pounds. Water cut from that is like insane. I would, I would do all these smokes. It would Russ, be incredible. Russ doesn't even do that. No, man. Russ like is below one ninety to get to yeah. to eighty three. So like that's I don't know. It's that's insane. Yeah, I don't know. But it, eventually, it would be cool to see her like come over. She would have. I feel like yeah. You go ahead. Yeah, because seventy twos are like. I don't know, there's way more 72s. There isn't there isn't enough 84s out there. And, you know, that's where the fun's at. <laughs> right. no, I, I like a challenge. I like a challenge. I do. It is, like, for sure, the more, whenever a weight class has, like, more of the big stars and powerlifting, everybody gets drawn to it, and it's way more interesting to watch. Like, the 72s yeah. in Sweden had, like, all killers from, like, top six. Or anyone, like, yeah. the 72s, Kimberly Walford obviously yeah. won, but then... Yep. Like a month later, Anna Rosa Castellane broke the world record 72. And then a month after that, Angelica, who was like six at Worlds, broke the world record yep. 72 at Europe. And then like a couple months after that, Jessica Bittner obviously did what she did at Canadian Nationals. And it's like, yeah, 72 is lit. Everyone's like, oh my God. And I know what you mean where um, like 84 is obviously you've had some good showdowns. It's very entertaining and like, it's good. 
and people are excited. But yeah. the, the more yeah. stars that enter, you're like, man, this is only this is only good for all of us. Like everybody, all yeah. the tide goes up, all boats go up with that tide. Where you're like, otherwise, you're in a situation like um, like Heather Connor. I've talked to Heather about it on the podcast where she she's like yeah. she's winning her weight class, but she's like, I don't have a rival. I don't have rivalries in sports. And that's where like people tune in because they don't want to see you just dominate with no, no drama. Who's going to yeah. win? I don't know. This is exciting. But when it's like yeah. tension and you're like, oh my God, I don't know who's going to win. That's sports. That's like, that's well, the gym. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I guess the athlete side of things, the competitor side of things, like it is great to have like that, you know, someone else coming up at you, but like at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm not going to let, I'm not going to lose. Like I, I cannot <laughs> live with myself. <laughs> I don't know like yeah. I don't know like that's just the expectation I have but like I mean like I know what you're saying like it's not it's 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 hard to like you know like Heather's saying just just be like I don't know a fish way out in front of everyone else right um right it's not it's not quite as fun yeah <laughs> yeah that's like half the time like gosh like because people have, like Peter Spence has brought up to me um I think it was him um like how training is for me and like I train with like all guys because there isn't a ton of like power women powerlifters here in minnesota mm. and so like i don't really i don't know think of myself as anything different because they're they're lifting more than i am and so like i don't know i get competitive in that aspect with with the guys <laughs> but like when it comes to that on the platform with the, with some of the girls that i'm like let's go let's get <laughs> like, it you know? on yeah no yeah. I, I, I totally get it and even even training like getting motivated for a competition coming up if there isn't if there isn't like really competition that's going to push you it would be difficult to get up every day push it and like because this is day in day out. this isn't even like a season sport all year yeah. round you're getting up and you're grinding so that, like if, even now even now it's hard now because yeah. like we don't know what's gonna happen like right. i don't know with <laughs> everything going on like i don't know they have set dates for stuff but who knows who knows and even we talked about a little bit where like you don't know like how it's gonna be. Do you do worlds and then that's a week later, or do they do they take what you did at worlds and put it towards possibly qualifying for nats? But then but then there's like well everyone who's lifting at nats knows exactly what you did at worlds. Oh by yeah. the way, they don't have to travel to the other side of the world. And when you take a plane, you retain water, and it's a lot harder to water cut. And then all the yep. different time zones and everything. So it's like, holy smokes, you don't even know what to expect. So you're like, it's yeah. very difficult to like plan. You're like, I don't know what I'm training for. Like I, you have to yeah. make decisions where you're like, do I try to do worlds and mats? If they're a week apart, traveling the other side of the world, multiple time zones, water cut twice, mm -hmm. like, and then also tax your nervous system. It's like, frig, these are tough decisions that you're like, yeah. I, need, I need information to make this decision. And you don't have it. Yeah. It, that's exactly it. But I really don't think they're going to make us do both meets. Like, I truly, I, I don't really know if Worlds is going to happen. Like, I don't know if Trump is going to let us fly over there by then. Um, so, like, if that happens, then Nationals, I mean, that's great. Because that's, to me, that's that's a, that's a more competitive meet to me at Nationals. Um, but, I mean, say if Worlds does happen... I don't know. I, I mean, I, I would think they would let us use our totals from there for nationals. And, you know, um, and if they don't like, I mean, Joey and I are going to do whatever it takes, everything it takes to win, no matter what. Um, 
I train at pretty high intensity, as everyone knows, so I don't think it would be an issue going back to back like that and um, a week. I mean, it would be tough, but I think I can do it. Because um, mm. I'm just not content with not taking best lifter at Worlds. Winning mm. my division, sure, but I'm not. I'm not content with not taking best lifter. So. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, and the whole point system cha- thing changed like that. You have good point, good lift, good points, yeah, whatever. Good that changes points, yeah. everything. That changes everything. Because, uh, well, you know, Heather, and I love her to death, she's at the top, too. Yeah. So it's like, man, I don't know. I mean, she's getting stronger, and, you know, I mean, she's looking strong. And, like, I don't know what she's going to put up and see what I, what I would have to do and I don't know. The, the goal right now is to just keep getting strong as heck. <laughs> That's all I can do. Um, yeah, you know? Do you, how do you feel about the change in points? I think, like, here's the thing. So, yeah, she's, in terms of all time, in 2018, she, she's number one. But in terms of yep. the last the last competitive year, you both won Worlds and both won Nationals, whatever, um, you're, you have, you're still number one. So it's very, like, you guys are neck and neck, right? But... Yep. Um, it would be a little different. I guess what'll help you at Worlds, you'll know she'll already be done lifting. So if yep. you're going for yep. the best lifter, you know exactly what you have to lift to hit best lifter and and, and take you know take best lifter from You, you got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. Right? Well and you got it and you gotta understand, like um, Sheffield didn't happen, obviously. I was I was looking strong as ever leading up into that meet and you know, I don't know. There's a lot, a lot put into that, like on all sides for everybody. So I mean, it stinks that that didn't happen. But I mean, my totals way, way more than six thirteen right now. So, and that's what this is being based on this point system. I haven't done a meet since, well, I mean, healthy since June of last year. Mm. So I mean, just think about that. You know, I don't right. know. So that's that's yeah. So. It's just we got we just gotta wait and see when we can hit hit a meet next and you know finally be able to put together that massive total we've been working for. <laughs> it is. It, how exciting is it? Where it's like you're building something in secret and you're like, God damn it, I can't wait to show the world. You know what I mean? It. I don't know. Anticipation sucks because it just feels like months away. Um, so, but yeah, for the point system thing, like it was weird because Wilkes like. My weight class is totally not favored, and like the lightweights and the heavyweights were, and then it kind of seemed like it flipped with IPF points, and now with this good lift, it kind of seems like they sort of bounced it. But I think the heavyweights still aren't, you know, up there, right? Um, I mean, I, I haven't messed with it. I don't know it as much. You know, it takes time, right? You you see all the different right. So I I'm not as familiar with it. I I think you're right. I think they. There's always going to be a couple weight classes that are going to be like, hey, man, what the shit? Like, that's always yeah. going to be the case, pretty much. Um, right, right. Obviously, it balanced out between you and Heather. I mean, you guys are neck and neck. So, yeah. it definitely isn't one weight class above everyone else. It's it's yeah. close like that. And it's going to be yeah. a battle. Um, yeah. So, yeah. we'll see. Ah, I, think, I think it's great. I think it's fun. <laughs> well, you one- know when... Sheffield is going to be crazy because, like, I mean, Heather and I were going to share, like, the same flight, which is crazy to think. Like, I never get to lift with a 47-kilo lifter, you know, 63, whatever, 57, or whatever it is. Um, so that's what was going to be so cool, getting to see, like, you know, the lightest with the heaviest and all in one all in one session. It, it, but 
you will have the advantage of being able to, same flight, but you get to lift after her, which will help. What do you think, though, is the possibility that sometime in the future, we see you taking the biggest squat in the IPF, regardless of weight class, not just 84, but also 84 plus, like the biggest squat the women's have ever seen? Do you think that's possible? Do you know what that number is? I can, I can pull it up. <laughs> I, sh I should know what this number is, but I don't. Oh. Isn't it 600? Isn't yeah. it 600? Bonica, didn't she hit 600? Let's Rob? take a look. Let's take a look. That was the other thing with Sheffield, because obviously the prizes were based off of different things, and they had one for biggest total, and I'm like, but I don't know what Bonica's training's like. She doesn't really post it much. She, yeah, she doesn't post a whole hell of a lot. She's, she's sneaky. She's sneaky. <laughs> she's sneaky. See, I don't know. I'm not really about that stuff. Like, I'll post my stuff, and I don't know. Maybe a couple weeks out, I'll post my last warm-up from a meet, but... I don't know. You guys kind of see what my training's like. I'm an open book. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I mean, exactly. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Plus, it helps you blow up the Instagram, get followers. Okay. Here it is. Right. She's got, yes, 273 kilos, the biggest squat, which is 602 pounds. So basically 600 pounds. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you Well, think? I mean, I guess put it this way. Like, at Sheffield, I mean... 573, 568 was in the cards, for sure, on the meet day. I haven't even been training that long, so, like, I don't put it past me to hit that. And I recently switched to, to flats, like I said, and I know I get a lot of comments about the knee cave when I'm wearing those yes. squat shoes. And, like, I really think that's kind of like a, like, obviously a flaw that I have to fix. Um it's kind of like my foot caves in and then it's like a, it, everything follows from there. My knees cave in. I kind of follow my toes. So that's like something like if I'm able to fix, which with wearing flats, it does minimize it a lot. I think I'm going to be able to uh, output more power. Mm. And, and so like so far, so good. Feeling good. I think, you know, I mean, I, I, I do see 600. It's just like for me, like around that, you know, mid 500 range has been kind of like a, I don't know, a plateau. I guess you could say <laughs> like that's that's my flat to everyone has their own uh mm -hmm. i guess points um uh, that's my weight and you know it's just after a while it's like five taking five ten pounds is a win right. um and you know you just got to be happy that you're still able to like i guess hit these weights staying healthy um yeah you know session after set so like yeah i mean like that 600 is definitely the ultimate goal i think i'll pull that before i squat it but that's like, that's what a lot of people don't know about me. My, is my pulls the secret weapon? <laughs> right. Do you feel like, is it getting, because I noticed in your training, it looks like your deadlift's making huge gains. Have you done anything yeah. to switch that up? Because I feel like your deadlift is definitely taking over. Like, you're right. Initially, it's a squat everyone talked about. I think soon it's going to be your deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I say, like, I think, like, isn't it like people say the strongest puller wins or whatever? That's like the lift you want to be the best at. Um, um, yeah, like with Joey, the biggest thing we started working on was grip because I wasn't hitting my deadlifts in these meets because I, I was losing on grip. I was pulling hook grip, and if I was able to hold on to it with these small hands, um, <laughs> like my lockouts weren't convincing enough because I wasn't able to get my shoulders back. But since we kind of switched uh, over-under and really working that grip as much as it hurts, um, <laughs> I think that's what's been helping a ton. So that's like been the biggest change. Like the strength has always been there. It's just making sure I can hold on to it without straps. Straps, straps are great. <laughs> yeah. Do you? How often do you use straps now? 
Um, so I'll, I, I won't pull anything with my hands over three reps. Like just if my hands will get torn up. Mm. I use straps for everything else. So I usually, I'll hit a single one once a week with a long hold. And I mean, then I'll use straps mostly for my back downs and, and, and it works for me. I mean, that's enough, that's enough grip work for me. <laughs> Half the, you know, cause if your hands rip, then you can't use your hands at all. <laughs> right. Exactly. 100%. <clears throat> yeah. It is more like a balance. Actually, you know what? I remember I think I had Joey on one time and he was talking about that. In terms of not necessarily particularly for yourself, but like the use of straps sometimes, there, if there's an appropriate time, use it. And then there's using too much, using it too little. And you, you don't know. Yeah. So you just have to mess around with it to figure it out for yourself. And, it, and he was also saying it's nice using the straps because I can go like double over. Because with over-under, you can obviously develop imbalances. Right. So that's, an, that's also another reason why we do that and whatnot. Man, I but. fucking talk about imbalances from double. I have a mixed grip. I have imbalances like crazy from doing it. Like I have to do straps to do double over just to try to mitigate my imbalances because I feel it. One, the right side, the overhand side is so much tighter. And now I feel it in my squat and everything I do. It's real. You yeah. gotta be careful with that yeah. as the years go by. Yeah, do you, have, do you have a little bit of a bar tilt on squat? 100%. No? 100%. Oh, you do? Yeah, oh, yeah, see. yeah. Same. Oh, right. You <laughs> <I> do? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, if you watch my butt, like the bar, like half the time it's like <laughs> flop sided. Right. Um, that's probably not good, but whatever. Man, Try to fix it. <laughs> honestly, I swear, especially like with Instagram warriors, they think everything's got to be flawless. I almost never see anybody who's got flawless. Like everybody's got natural imbalances where shit's going to happen. Even dynamically, yeah. how, how your femurs go into your hips can totally change everything from knee cave to everything. Some things from, oh, you got to watch out for your butt wake. Some people got butt wake. And they've, yeah. done, they've done studies and articles showing how, like, how the femur hooks into the hip joint, the butt wake will be inevitable once you hit a certain depth. And it's just the way it's going to be. So what are you going to do? You're yeah. going to just, like, throw up your hands? you got to just work with what you got. It's Your body has certain advantages, and you're like, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. But... There's going to be certain things where it's like, oh, I wish I didn't have this, but what am I going to do? You know, everyone... yeah, it's not, it, it's not going to be textbook, right. but you do what works for you. And you know, and you know, if you've been doing it for a while, I don't know, like, like, and, and you're not hurting or anything like that. Like there's, you're not doing anything wrong. I don't know. Right. There's just a lot of like, I don't know, Instagram, uh, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, Twitter, whatever you want, like critics out, out there and. But half the time, these people, they don't even lift near the weight that, you know, we're lifting. So it's like, you know, come talk to me when you're at our status. <laughs> right. You know what? There, there's, there's a huge difference between theory and application, I think, what it is. A lot of these, these right. and usually it's dudes, very rarely it's the girls who are attacking anybody. I don't know what it is, but right. a lot of these dudes read a few articles, and maybe they're a personal trainer at the local gym, and they like, man, it's crazy. If you actually hit their profile, it's like, my brother. You are you are not even like ranked at all. Like you, what application have you used? Just like I was saying, where in theory, sometimes it's like they act like every single deficiency they see in a squat is totally a technique driven. When that's not necessarily the case, it might you could do everything proper, and your body does something, yep. and it's just the way your body is because of the dynamics, of the angling of of the, the way your body in terms of all the joints, everything. So it's not even like, yep. well, if you just do this, that stops. We know that's not necessarily the case in application. In theory, great. But application, yep. it's like, it's. I'm sure you're probably telling yourself, 
Well, no shit, dude. I read the same articles. I got a coach. We talk about it. I know. I'm trying. My body does something <laughs> exactly. on the load. Like, do you think this is the first <laughs> time I got this feedback? You know what I mean? It's like, it's right? not right? quite that easy. But after a while, it's probably a lot easier to deal with when you're breaking world records and you're the world champion. You're like, all right. Yeah. I think I'm good. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's the time I don't even read comment section because it's just like it's not even worth it. No. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 100%. but but there is so many positive people out there for all the for all the negative comments out there. So gotta remember that it's easier to it, it is so much easier to um, be negative online, and I, I don't know I found that, but I try I try to be that positive light in people's lives, and I guess I guess that's the reason why I kind of do all this and post and whatnot just to kind of inspire. You know, especially on the women's side, other women to get into powerlifting mm-hmm. because I mean, this the sport's been growing on this side, and it's exciting to see. Like, gosh, at Raw Nationals, I want to say her name is Malika Michaela. Yes, eighty-four plus. Yes, her that bench. was cool to see. That oh was cool to see her come out of nowhere. Her bench is but, absolutely. Ins- she's a teenager. Her bench is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. I was there. I was watching. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like benching way more than me. <laughs> oh, she's benching like yeah. She's got a phenomenal bench. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're right in that. Like in terms of the comments, here's what I notice when I'm posting. Because some people are like, holy shit, do I get lit up in comments? Like they're like, man, people are all over me. And I'm like, listen, this show some uh, perspective on it. It is the minority because if you look at how many comments, let's say 50 comments. And that seems like a lot. Like, yeah. wow, if I get 50 negative po- comments on my squat. But if you look over at how many likes it gets, I, I guess you guys can't see it anymore, how many likes someone else, but I can see because I posted. It's like thousands, yeah. thousands of likes against 50 to 70, 75 comments would feel like, if you read them, it would feel, it'd be too much. It'd be too much negative. But yep, yep. thousands of likes. And if you saw who was liking, I remember posting a girl one time. And her bench, she, it was a bench, and she had a big arch, and um, the fucking warriors came out and were like, you know, the range of motion and all that bullshit, right? And it was yeah, like, yeah. it was tons of these comments. And she was, I remember messaging her, and I was like, don't worry about these comments. She goes, yeah, nah, but like, damn, man. You know, there was a lot of them. And, I, and then I took, yeah. a, I took a screenshot of all the likes, because I could see how many likes she got. And it was literally thousands. Yep. And then I z- yep. I circled one of the likes, and I said, "Take a look at who liked your video." And it was Jen fucking Thompson, the bench goat. And she was like, "Yeah, done. I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> That's all I needed. I'm good. That's all I need." <laughs> yeah. And it's it's um so it kind of goes back to both of what you're saying in terms of like it's good women inspiring women and backing each other up, but also keeping in perspective these comments like they say I think the stat is like. of people who engage will leave a comment. That's a really bad sample size. Like if you're looking for, if you look at the comment section, the comment section is not indicative of people who are actually seeing the video and engaging with it. Engaging meaning forwarding it, liking it, viewing it, impressions. The comment Mm -hmm. section Mm -hmm. is like so small and inaccurate of a sample that it's a throwaway. It's a throwaway. So if you ever post something and you're like, do people like this? Don't read the comments to know. Check out how many likes yeah. it got. Check out how many forwards, etc. And um, and yeah. they also said that two percent is almost 
always negative for some reason and they don't know why you are more likely if you go to a restaurant and you're gonna leave a review you're far more likely if you didn't like it to be like man fuck this place that shit was cold you know it came late like you're just it's just the way people yeah. are yeah. Where, like if they yeah. like it they are people usually in general just don't be like hey man good job good for you like they yeah. do but it's not as often yeah. right especially not reviews online. Normally it's like, gosh, this was horrible. Never get this, never buy this, never go there. Right. Yeah, no, I, gosh, I'm guilty. I'd be guilty of that. <laughs> so what's that uh, you know, I, I guess we that. all are. Yes, I don't think about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, 100%. That's why I try to tell everybody when I post them. And that's why I look at, when you, then I, how cool is this now? Okay, so since the last time we talked, now that you're a national champion, world champion, and, and women look up to you, to, for like inspiration yeah. and motivation. Um, how weird is it now to, for that to happen in a year's time? Now all of a sudden, it's not Steffi Cohen, people being like, hey, I heard about that girl on the rock come up. They all know who you are now. It, you're no longer the most, hey, check this person out. This is the person to watch next year. You've arrived and everyone knows who you are. <laughs> So, I love that. <laughs> how, right, right. So, how is it? How does it feel now, knowing if you drop a like or you drop a comment on someone's video, it is like Jen Thompson doing it for that one girl, where you might be like, someone might be like, "Holy shit!" Like, do you think about that sometimes, or do you not even think about that? You're like, "Hey, man, I'm just going about my day." Well, I mean, because like sometimes I do that, and then people like freak out. Yeah, that I, you know, that I liked or commented on their thing, and I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just a girl from Minnesota, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not really anyone special. Like, like honestly, like I'm really not that. That cool, around. Once I go out to these big meetings, like, wow, I feel like Kim Kardashian. I don't know. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, no, but I started this whole thing just like posting my list on Instagram just to keep track of obviously my progress and. Like you started sharing myself and then it started getting bigger and bigger and I don't know where everything was shared and you know, gosh, just I'm, I'm grateful to be where I'm at today and to be able to be in this position to, you know, help other people and, you know, inspire them to start powerlifting because I mean like, I think a lot of women are like scared of it. Like they're going to, you know, I don't know, be get masculine looking and whatnot, but I think, you know, a lot of us, uh, I don't know, women at the top here have done a good job of, you know, that's, that's not true. It's not... Uh, you're not going to be like that. And it's fun. It gives you, powerlifting gives you something to like train for in the gym instead of like going and running five miles. Cause why is that fun? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe some, maybe some people like that, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, I, I don't know what I did to deserve this, but I don't know. It just goes to show like hard work, um, is like greater than everything. And you know, it'll take you far in life. And if you stay dedicated and stick to something, um, you're going to do great things. So <laughs> do, do you feel like, well, first off, um, in terms of breaking down stereotypes of women weightlifting, man, I think the girls in powerlifting have killed that. And the girls in like CrossFit and shit. Yeah. Now it's like, yeah. you, you've probably seen those memes where it was like, um, like 2003, some guy goes, your butt looks big in those jeans and the girl cries. And then 2020, the guy says that to a girl and she's like, yeah. Right? You know, it's like that, that stereotype. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's, that's dead. Thank God. That's done. Um, but do you, now that yeah. things have changed and like people do look to you and it's like, like you, you have all this attention now and, um, and you can, you're, you can be impactful on people. Do you start like when you post or 
you know, if you're, if you're coming on a podcast or anything, how you carry yourself, when you show up at a competition and everybody's like, holy shit, that's Amanda Lawrence. And, and it, I know what you mean where in your day-to-day life, you go to the grocery store, it's normal. Everything's normal, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but when you post online and you see people's reactions or when you show up at the competition, nationals, worlds, and you see people's reactions and it's totally different than your day-to-day, which really can mess you up a little. Like, like, like you said, I think like the Kardashians, they walk around and um, it's that's their day-to-day and it's always like that. So they adjust. Yeah. But for powerlifters, yeah. I feel like because we're niche almost, you go to your day-to-day and you almost forget. Like it's not real almost because it's all online. And, and then when you show up yeah. at the nationals and people react to you because you don't get that in your day-to-day. So you're like, holy yeah. shit. It's like a, a weird um, awakening of, oh, damn, I... I think I, I got to watch what I say and do sometimes. There's more people paying attention that care than I thought. Have you right, felt right? that? Right, well, because everyone's like all like together at one little spot. So, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, we all come around. Right. Um, I don't know. I just, I just try to, like what you see online is 100% me. So, like, I try, I don't, I'm not like fake in any aspect like that. Um, and I, I just try to be, you know, true to myself and I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm nice to the core, and I, I try to I try to show that to people and be nice and talk to them because you know it's gonna make it's gonna make their day, but it also makes mine too. So I think it's cool to see like a face. So I don't know these Instagram accounts or whatever. Yeah. Um, for sure. I don't know because like sometimes it doesn't feel real. Like I guess those you know as you know like those followers on the line. But then when you see them all in one spot, you're like, this is cool, man. Like you know. And then out on the platform like prime time, round nationals, um, or even at worlds like. It's just, it's just so crazy to see. Like, you can't even see any blank spaces in the crowd. It's just people everywhere. And, it, and you can't even see all the people because there's so many people. Right. <laughs> right. It is. I, yeah. know, I know you mean where when it's online and it's Instagram, it almost doesn't feel like, um, like when people say stuff to you, it's like, um, it's real, but it's not, you don't have a name to that. I know you mean where it's just like a, it's like a blank, like it's just a handle and it's like a static picture yeah. and it's a DM. And you're like, hey, thank you, yeah. whatever, I right, cool. But when you meet that person yeah. in real life, by chance, they saw you at Nationals or Worlds, and they pull you aside, like, that can be, you are not ready for it. You, you know, yeah. <laughs> you were like, oh, man. And there are times when, I know you mean we're, um, yeah, like, you got to be yourself. But also, like, I do become aware, I'm, I had Leah Babois on, and um, her story when she mm-hmm. was growing up, like, she, she's autistic. And she didn't know why she was acting the way she was growing up. When you're autistic, you like have outbursts, uh, noises, sounds can, can set you off. People touching, like she, if you touch her ears and stuff like she, but she didn't know mm-hmm. why. So she had crazy outbursts. Her family didn't even know why. They, her whole family bit. She's just weird. She, she was growing up thinking like, I'm just an outcast. I don't know what the shit. She felt, I'm never going to have friends. I'm never going to have a boyfriend. I'm not going to have what other people have, right? And at one point, she, she was, like, full-on suicidal. Her family couldn't help her. Nobody could help her. Hits yeah, powerlifting yeah. and um, finds out she's autistic, so now she knows. And now she starts reading up on it, how to cope with it, how to deal with it, etc. And now she knows, and things start clicking. Oh, I'm not weird. This is, this is, I can work with this. Now all I need to know, it's like, I mean, just like a somewhat a metaphor, if you're squatting, you're like, why the fuck are my knees caving? And then you find out, and you're like, I'm put on flats. I'm a do. Once you know, you can start doing things about it. And then she yeah. starts powerlifting, 
Ian doesn't realize it when I had her on the podcast and I had 17-year-old uh, Smith Eugene. And I'm like, Smith, who do you want to be like when you grow up? Like when you, when you, you know what I mean, until the open. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm going to be like Leah Bavois. And Leah was on the That's podcast. So cool. She was translating yeah. on the podcast. And Leah, like just a moment of, holy shit. And Leah like started crying. And I'm like, oh my God. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... I, saw, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> it, it was, was insane. Su- it was such a moment. It's so cool though. Yeah. We're yeah. like a, a fully, fuck man, he's got chills re- restating it. But um, like a full coming coming around, you know, where some moments like that happen. Have you ever had any moments where certain people meet you in real life and you've had like a moment where you're like, holy shit, I didn't realize I was this in some people's lives? Um, gosh, I, I, I don't know if there's been like that deep of a moment that's happened. In not person. that deep. Not Usually that deep. It's that's, like... that's deep. That, that's a hard bar to set, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think it just, I think it just says it all in people's faces. Like, you know, how, how they look when they see you. Um, you know, and a lot of them say that they, they started out powerlifting because of me and I inspired them, you know, maybe, um, go that extra mile or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. when they're lifting, um, put on more weight, you know, try harder, uh, or whatever. Uh, um, gosh, I think like craziest time to have been at the Arnold because there's so many people there and, um, I don't know, it's like I'm turning around every which direction saying hi to everyone. It's so cool. I got to do a meet and greet or something. Yeah. I think that'd be better. It's, it's for sure. Stuff like that is like good for like, not, not in a religious sense, but it's good for the soul in that. What I mean is um, not only do, you know, you're giving back or right. helping people. And then you actually feel yeah. like this is not just uh, for like, it's not just about me hitting numbers or whatever. You actually feel like you're yeah. doing something good where you're like, all right, okay. It feels better when it's not just me. If it's, it's you, I, I get where some people like, I got to live for just me and not put too much pressure on myself, etc. I don't want to do this for recognition. Got you. But on the flip side, it doesn't hurt to realize like you are actually some people who need something and they need a little bit of beacon of light or they need something. And they look online yeah. and they see you. Yeah. Right. And they're like, you know yeah. what? Fuck yeah. it. Fuck it. She's doing, look at her doing that. Yeah, I could do this. Yeah, yeah I could get through this. Yeah. Even, even if they're not powerlifting. I read articles in autobiographies of athletes all the time. And then like none of them, who, what autobiography is a powerlifter? You know what I'm saying? It's never a powerlifter, yeah. but I, yeah. draw, I draw inspiration from it. And I'm like, it gives me something. Like it gives you a little bit of hope. It gives you, that's the one thing that people got. You know, so yeah, yeah, I mean, a meet and greet, if you, that's why, not to like, I, Sheffield not happening is a bummer, but that's why Sheffield would have been so dope, because they had the VIP, and they were going to have a meet and greet with the fans, which yeah. would have been pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I did that with um, BPN, my supplement sponsor, like in Venice Beach, which is cool, and Russ was there, and a bunch of the other athletes, Ryan Dangler, and Austin Alexander, whatever, a bunch of other people, Nick Bear, um, so that was super cool to do. Uh, they, they are exhausting, though. <laughs> I will say that. Is it, is it because emotionally... I know what you mean. After that Leah Babble Bab- interview, I was like, I am fucking exhausted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, emotionally and physically, like, standing there, I guess, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, like, I guess, like, uh, to me, like, because you're saying you're uh, reading those 
biographies or whatever. Um, like to me, like powerlifting has like also like taught me like a lot of things and other aspects of life. Cause it's the same concept. You, you stay consistent, you stay dedicated with things and you know, you carry that over to all other aspects of your life and you're going to be so successful in that, in that aspect as well. Um, so I don't know. I've, I've always been a very driven type. So I think that's like, um, what's helped me with, with powerlifting. Cause I think there's like a, a lot of, I guess, uh, people with a lot of raw potential out there, but they don't apply themselves exactly. Mm. So yeah, it's like, you kind of have to have both. Maybe. Um, yeah, I, I guess that's like, to me, the key to success. Um, uh, some people may have to work harder than others. Some may be, you know, genetically blessed or whatever. Um, I, I can't really speak on that if I am, I don't know, maybe, um, <laughs> um, but it's, it's that hard work that matters more than anything. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I do think that posting online, I see the comments like, um, you know, I, 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 you know, you can inspire other people to get in the gym and maybe they didn't want to that day. It's, it's, um, you're 100% right. In terms of like, sometimes people get involved in things and they don't want to go all out in terms of training and sacrifice and committing Unless they're almost like guaranteed ahead of time, like you're you're gonna make it, you're gonna be a world champion, you're gonna be a national champion, or whatever your goal is. But that's not life. Yeah. You are never going yeah. to be guaranteed that. You are gonna have to jump in in 100% commit. Everyone does. Nobody told Russell, yeah. I guarantee you, you're gonna be this, that, or the other. You don't know. No one told you for sure. You don't know. You have to take the plunge, 100% yeah. jump in, and like train as though you're going to. And maybe you will, maybe you won't. And that's the only way you figure it out. And here's another thing that yeah. kind of what you were saying in terms of what powerlifting taught me and, and can teach everybody. I read a quote, and it wasn't by a powerlifter. It was like a philosopher. I, I might have been like Aristotle or yeah. Socrates, somebody famous like that, okay? And he <laughs> yeah. said, greatness is usually achieved not by spreading yourself thin and trying everything, but by trying yeah. a few disciplines every day consistently, day in, day out, mastering those disciplines and then you can mm -hmm. achieve greatness and then i was like that's true when you try to like yeah. don't try to do too much don't try to just grab this which powerlifting is beautiful because it is literally a, just a few disciplines and powerlifters yeah. literally day in day out consistently work on three lifts over and over and over and over every single day for years. And for some people, that is fucking crazy, right? But if you did that yeah. in other aspects of life, if you, in anything else in life, if you approach it like you do powerlifting, where it's, this is where powerlifting will teach you, if you're like, man, there's no way I'm going to get good at this. It's like, really? If you took this and did it every single day, two hours a day, just break up the main chunks, the main bodies of it. Because there's other pieces of powerlifting mm -hmm. besides squat and bench and deadlift. But just take the mm -hmm. chunks and work on it every single day. Are you telling me you're not going to develop a competency for it? Yeah, you yeah. will. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. will. You, you realize, like, after a while, you start getting confident with it. Like, almost anything I try, as long as I do it day in, day out like that, get my reps in, so to speak, I'm, whether you're the very top, you are going to get competent at it. You will get good at it. That'll be your jam if you want yeah. it to be your jam. But not everybody's willing yeah. to commit like that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a lot of, it's a lot of sacrifice. Like, I don't know, like... For me, like, but to me, like, powerlifting is kind of like the outlet for me, like, away from life, uh, away from stress, you know, can let out stressors and whatnot, and it's just, it's just that me time. So, like, I, I find that's fun. It's not, it's not what works for me. You just got to find that, that, I guess, that hobby, I, or I don't even know if you could call powerlifting a hobby. It feels like a job. Um, <laughs> sure. um, that, that, 
you like and you know you can stick to it because if you don't if you don't like something you're not gonna keep you know keep up with it so it is yeah yeah you're right i mean because you got to do it so often it's it's do you find is it after the competitions and the wins etc that you feel that like the the satisfaction or is it during the training in the process and like you know the back and forth working on things getting a little better figuring th- oh let's try flats well hey let's try this and, and getting those little wins and stuff like what do you find is the most enjoyable because you have to do it every single day and the competition is just one day yeah well I guess I could say both. Like, if, if I find, like, a little win, like, in training, like, like I said, when I switched to flats and I found, like, wow, this, this could be, this has potential. Like, that's exciting. That's something different. But, I mean, that's, you can't really compare that to, like, um, at, at Raw Worlds, like, that last deadlift, holding that, you know, whatever, 552 right. and, or 252 and a half kilo for the win. Yeah. I was not letting go of that bar. I was not letting go. And then <laughs> I, I started getting, because I was smiling. I was so happy. Like, I, because, like, Honestly, like, like going through my mindset at Worlds, like missing that third squat, like I, I was pretty sure I needed to nail that third squat, like in order to win. Um, and like I was just, I don't know, I was kind of like depressed or not depressed. I was just like, you know, my head was down going to the bench. I knew I just, I just had to hit three lifts. Didn't matter what, didn't matter what I had in the bar. And you know, when it came to Dallas, knew I was the, I knew I was a stronger polar. Um, I just didn't know if it was going to be enough. And I didn't, you know, you know. You know how things are going to play out. Um, I mean, I, I think I could have pulled upper 565, low 570 that day. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't have to, though. But, like, gosh, when I was holding that, that, that last third pull for the win, I honestly thought, like, could, can they give you a red card for holding it too long? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, <laughs> like, gonna take, I'm getting worried. <laughs> dude, I'm going to take this oh. shit home if I could. I'm going to walk out yeah, with all it. Yeah, mar- all, all marbles were in, you know? Like, man, <laughs> like, that was – that was – the single most greatest moment in my, well, I know powerlifting career, but that was one of the best moments of my life, to be honest. You know, you work something for something for years and years um, and, you know, be second place or whatever and, uh, you know, finally finally get to the top. And right now, like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying content because that's, that's how you get comfortable and that's how, that's how you get back down to second place mm. <laughs> um, mm. so, or, you know, losing or whatever. So, like, I guess I train like I'm I'm at second place right now that I'm not that I'm not at the top and that keeps me I guess hungry to keep getting better. So I guess that's then like the biggest thing like how to handle it. <laughs> Looking going into that like now it's like a distant memory, but because um, you're saying like the, like the grip issues was something people talked about. That was a narrative, right? Where you had said, "Oh man, yeah. either I would lose it on grip or I couldn't lock my shoulders back," and that's where. It, it makes it such a good story where the defining moment of winning the world championships, you held it when you needed to, yeah, yeah. Right? it made it the story yeah. better when you needed to, you held it and you held it longer than you even yeah. needed to hold it with the, the smile crept across your face <laughs> and you realize here we are, you know, which made it, yeah. um, yeah. Story-wise you came full circle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, I knew I was the stronger polar or sorry, the stronger lifter going into worlds, but feeling halfway through, like, man, I messed up. Like I didn't get my third squat. Like I thought maybe cause, cause I sunk my first one and I sunk my second attempt on squat that I could maybe get away with it on the third going slightly higher, but <laughs> yes. you, know, you know what they say? Too? Sorry, you go ahead. 
Oh no, no, I I didn't have anything to say. Okay, okay. So yeah, uh, they apparently the statistics is too. If you miss your third squat, you are more likely to miss your third day. That's stats. So that's where it, the drama increases, where it becomes like, oh my god, what does that mean? And that's really where, like, in sports, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. Well, it's probably better you didn't. Right? It's probably better yeah, you didn't. Yeah, why are you telling me this? Well, we're past it now. But, um, that's yeah. true. But, uh, yeah, so watching it, like, this is the stuff, like, you know, you, you, because I, because I do all the sessions for every world. You see so much of this stuff. So when that happens, it's like, oh my God, what does that mean looking ahead? And it creates the drama. You know, and the drama increases. Yeah. That's what makes it sporting moments. That's what makes sports so intriguing is when the odds start getting stacked against somebody and you're and you're looking, you know the stats, and then the person yeah. pulls it off anyways. Do you find, having said all this, like going into like the world championships, going into um, US Raw Nats, like how do you handle the pressure? Because people do look up to you now. And people are... Like, yeah, I'm on Team Mandalorian, and it's like, you know, there's a sense of pride, you feel good about it, but then yeah, you're almost yeah. like, it's it's tough, because when you were just, when it was just the Mandalorians at a local level, you win, you lose, it's you, your family, you know, loved ones, whatever, but now you start, yeah. you got USA across the chest, you got fans watching, and it's like, do you ever get going into, like, big showdowns, US Raw Nats Worlds, where do you ever feel pressure, like, the night before, and it's like, holy smokes, man. So, like, old Amanda, yes, very much so. I, like, wouldn't sleep all night. Like, not one wink of sleep. Uh, which you would think would affect my meat performance. But, um, honestly, like, raw world, raw nationals, like, I didn't have really any nerves going into it. I was confident with my prep. I was, you know, constant communication with Joey. Like, was feeling good. Water load was going good. Like, weight was looking good. Um, like, I – like – Training was great. Like, I felt I felt really good about it. And I think, like, I don't know, once I'm able to, like, get to that place, like, I don't know, you can't you can't change what's what's going to happen. Like, the work was already, the work is already done. Like, you just got to go out there on meet day and, you know, show them what you got, what, you know, what you were working so hard for for months on months. Right. Um, and, you know, you just got to, you got to trust, you got to trust everything. So, um, I, like, that, like, I think it also, like, it comes with experience, like, um, the nerves have definitely died down a lot as I've, you know, done more national, international meets. Um, and yeah, that's, that's really the only advice I have for that. You just gotta keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't look it. fact is there's nothing you could tell somebody, no article they should read, no book they can read. Really. You can't supplement experience. It's true. Where it's like, look at yeah. uh, you. You have to live it piece by piece. And you're still like, look at you, you won the world championships, but every single time you step foot on the platform, every time you miss a third squat, but you hit a deadlift, confidence increases. So next time you're in that scenario, if you miss a third squat again, you're like, All right, we're, we're okay. We've been here before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, or when Russell, yeah. uh, like your teammate, was it, this was us raw Nats, but missed his opener, missed his second. And it's like, but joey and him were so confident that you know they were still able to continue loading up the bar right. um which i would have played the same scenario honestly yeah but... because 
it's it's a tight race if you that's kilos you know you're missing if if you're gonna retake the same weight. You it just is, gotta trust the lifter. It is one of those <laughs> deals where you have a conversation. Where it's like, look, yeah, you miss, you bomb, but if you hit something less and you may not win, like, do you would you want to go all chips in to win, or is second place, third place okay for you? You know, a guy like Russell's like, no, fuck that. We we are coming to win. Yeah. <laughs> right? We win. Yeah, like, that's that's what we do on Flex. <laughs> we right. win. Go win to win. So but it is yeah. um in terms of like learning experience, if you've ever had your back to the wall like that, that's a more experience that Russell would have for next time if he misses a squat event. I've been here before. Let's relax. Let's we're good. We'll we'll adjust. And it's you can't like yeah. you can't buy that experience, man. You gotta live it. Because there's nothing quite like when the shit is hitting the fan and everybody's yeah. watching. Russell was saying, he was on the podcast talking about it, and he said um, when he sat down, he's trying to be cool, and everybody and their mother is like looking over, trying to get a look at his face. And like when he when when he came back, um from from his third squat, he said everybody like scurried back to their warm up platform. He's like, oh, everybody came out to watch <laughs> to see, huh? Like he was like, yeah. you know, and it's it doesn't matter how you envision it until you're in the thick of it and you're like, holy yeah. smokes, I gotta pull myself together right now. It's it's wild. Yeah. If if this all happens to you guys and you and Russell actually, in terms of trajectory, it's both of you guys are pretty close in terms of like how fast. Like, you guys went from, in a couple of years, world champions. Yeah. And in, in always in, like, heavily heated, you know, the, the showdowns, the epicness of U.S. Raw Nats, which is massive, to worlds, to being world champions. The progress has yep. been so great. It's like you got dropped in the deep end, and you just got to sort it out. Did you ever talk to Russell about dealing with all this stuff and experiences? Like, how often do you, do you guys on Team Flex reach out every now and then, or how does that work? Oh, I'm cool with Russ. Like he's also on um, on BPN with me, BPN stuffs. Um, and so like we we I mean we were just out in LA in January together, and we were training and whatnot with Joey. And that was it's super cool when you get to get together with everyone. Um, just you know because everything's a lot of times online, and it's and it's mm. nice to go face to face and see everyone. No, but we're definitely cool. He's honestly one of like the chillest, the calmest dudes I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Uh, he's such a nice guy, and like. Everyone likes Russ because he's all smiles, and um, I think he's a great role model for everyone. And like, I try to be Russ. Like, he's he's great. Um, and he always has, you know, wh- like whatever I need, like he's there to help, and vice versa. Um, but yeah, like I, I honestly, I don't know how he stayed so calm at nationals after missing the first the first two squats. Like, but he he was so chill. Like, because he's like, I got this, man. I got this. <laughs> it, it is it is admirable when you. Um... Yeah, like, I, I, man, shit, you would be fighting internal battles for sure. Especially, it's the gift and the curse when you're super popular online and everybody's watching. Like, if that was happening to somebody in a different weight class and they didn't have the following Russell had and the expectations that people have on Russell, it'd be a little easier because you're like, all right, man, I'm fighting my internal battles, but hit it or not hit it, my world's not over or whatever. And the world's not over for Russ either, but when there's more and more eyeballs watching, it's like... It's a gift and a curse for like when you hit it, you're a hero. But if you don't, if all your haters are going to come out and they're going to be like, yeah, see, I told you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's one of yeah. those. But even, if, but even if you did hit it, say, if everyone's going to have something to say no matter what. Right. Or, and not even that instance, but like, um, 
I don't know, like my squad at nationals, I, I think I hit 552. Wasn't even though I hit it, wasn't good enough. Like there's everyone that's gonna, or not. I'm not saying everyone's saying that, but uh, like everyone's gonna have something to say. Right. And I don't know. You you just gotta be happy with what you're doing. And you know, at the end of the day, um, like you like I started this. I mean, we all start something for for ourselves, pretty much, and like it turned into something much greater. And like, but you still gotta you still gotta do it for yourself too. So right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. you can't. You almost can't make it to the point where you only feel good about it if someone else gives you that. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't empower no. them. You're never gonna be happy with it. And you're not gonna stick with it. And um, yeah, I I don't know. Like, and, but I think that's what's so cool about the sport is it's it's like it's like individualized, but it's not at the same time. I know, yeah, right? You go on the platform and it's like all on you, and you you hit yeah. it or miss it or whatever. However, you have like a team behind you. You got supporters, you got people you train with, you got your coach, you got like all this team with you, but then when it comes time to hop on the platform, you're all by yourself. It's such a freaking weird, yeah. it's an individual sport, but <laughs> really? it's not at the same time, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If you, no, that's exactly it. If you don't hit something too, even though it's an individual sport, you do feel like you let like the coach down, your team down, like supporters, like even though it's just you, if it was, if it was, in, if it yeah. really was just you, all right, whatever. I could deal with this. But sometimes yeah, it's like yeah. if you think you let people down, there's nothing worse than that, right? And, and the tough thing is since these meets are so spanned out, then you're like, now I always want to reprove myself and right. got to go back to volume, got to go back to sets of eight, sets of nines to get back here again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Do you, are you are you coaching now yourself? Yeah, I, I coach uh, some people like online or whatever. Um, not in person. But I actually, like, I really like doing it. I like seeing people get stronger, get better. Um, and, yeah, I, I like – funny thing is I never pictured myself doing, like, literally any of this um, before. And, like, what powerlifting has given me, it's just, I don't know, blowing my expectations, honestly. Um, like, I, I love I love getting to communicate with people every day and just, you know, seeing, seeing smiles and making people's day and just, just helping them out any way I can. <laughs> I know you mean because um yeah 100 I got you I feel the same way like you don't life is funny man you don't know what doors open up like it's one of those deals where who would have ever thought Amanda man like I was saying it was a year ago you came on and life is different your life has changed and yeah, yeah you, how would you ever know um since coaching has that changed like yourself your perspective on your own training like as an athlete or dealing with like your clients as your view on things because now you you get to see what it's like to be a coach and walk people through their problems and you're like all right what's going on with your squat right now or all right yeah you know um you know as an athlete what it's like which helps obviously when you're giving out programs uh, but yeah does it change how you view things now where like you might have been going to uh like your coach Joey with things and you're like oh yeah. shit now I get when the shoe's on the other foot and you have to do the problem solving for people and you're like how yeah. do we how do we fix a knee cave how do we fix weight coming out of your hands on the dead how do we fix like now you're doing that with other people and you're like man my mind is like you you, you have to grow you have to grow and adapt right? yeah 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 but at the same time like I, I did coach myself in the very beginning when I first started powerlifting for like, I don't know, a year and a half, two years. So I've always had that, like, and I still to this day, like, how do I fix something? Like, how do I, 
um, you know, perfect technique. So, you know, we can push more weight and whatnot. So like, that's something that like, I really like doing. I really like, um, enjoy helping people with, um, in terms of like, you say like when I, I think you said, if I watch what I post online, like, like I'm like a role model to these people and I have to be, you know, uh, keep myself accountable, even though like I'm an athlete too and make sure that I'm in check and I'm not, you know, uh, I don't know, um, going RPE 10 on a yeah. thing all the time. Yeah. Um, and you know, like, you know, uh, I don't know, playing by the books, like, <laughs> um, setting that example for them. So like, I guess, yeah, that's, that's what I do. And I just, I love doing it cause I love, I love, I love helping other people, um, get better. And like, I, I, I would love to give somebody like what I've been given because it's, it's changed my life. <laughs> yeah. No, I know you mean, especially yeah, if you, if you're like going RP 10 minute squats and then the next day you try to give one of your people like, Hey man, that, that looked like too many RPs. They're like, come on, Amanda. At the same time, like, I think it's going to depend on the person on like what they can handle. Cause mm. like for me, like I could literally squat or deadlift 550 every week. And sometimes it may look heavier than normal. I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't face me. Like, I guess my, my, where my fitness is at, I guess how I'm able to hand, handle loads. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fatigue me. Like some people would think if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I don't yeah. you build it up. Yeah. I mean, and especially during certain peaking cycles, if you're like, your nervous system is in check, you are primed and ready to go. A grinder here and there is probably okay. Whereas if it's off season yeah. and you're just, you're not quite in check, you've been handling those weights, that grinder can mess you up a little bit. Or uh, like you were saying yeah. earlier in the podcast where um, different, different like weight classes too. And this is like the stuff, like as a coach, you start, it's like gathering data, like, like almost everything in life, right? So the more you see, the more you know. So when you're dealing with people in all different weight classes, you start being like, all right, look it, this worked for me, but this might this might not work for you. Your smaller weight yeah. class, moving smaller weight, you might need more frequency to get yourself stronger. Whereas you're moving yeah. far more weight. So you're like, I don't got to squat as much. So people might even ask questions yeah. and be like, well, how many days a week do you squat? And they'd be like, don't worry about me. You know, I'm, we're about to say, right? Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. Yeah. these things you learn only be up by but, doing it. But I'm all about like getting the most out of doing the least. So... Like at the same time, like I would never want to throw somebody into four times a week squat or whatever if if you don't need it. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know what good that's gonna do. Like looking back, like when I used to squat every day, like like that was taking away from deadlifts. I was taking away from bench. Like you know, there's other two lifts that are important. You can't just be this one with one one Scott pony or whatever it's called that mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. like the biggest thing. Like I've learned. Like you, I mean, every, every um like you, like I said, you can't win on one meet one lift you have to be like good at all three so uh yeah it's it's whatever like like i'm i'm obsessed with perfecting things so um, to get better so it is fun yeah it's an obsession honestly <laughs> is it really do you do you feel like um i know you mean well here's another thing too do you ever get because now you're coaching and obviously you're lifting and um yeah things are getting bigger and bigger. Like Sheffield would be like some serious money coming down the line. Um, and you can make money through coaching. Yeah. Is it yeah. ever a point where you, you might be like, cause right now, no, but later on down the road, when money gets involved and it's no longer hobby or sport, it's, it's, there's a monetary thing about it. 
in a be- and it's a yeah. job. When something becomes a job, you know what someone told me the other day? They're like, they were telling me a story about somebody who's like, I don't, I don't remember when I stopped loving what this this part of my life. And then he's like, you know what? Yeah. I think it's when I started getting paid for it. And I always thought I wanted to get paid for it and, and thought it'd be a dream to get paid for something I love to do until I started getting paid for it and it became a job. Do you ever worry? Yeah. Do you ever worry that like, because you could get all encompassed by powerlifting, you could burn out from it at all or be like, ah, oh, shit, I, I view it differently? I haven't, like, I guess I've had those, like, training sessions, like, because uh, leading up to Sheffield, I was benching five days a week. Ooh. And, like, I absolutely, I absolutely, like, I absolutely hated that. Like, <laughs> I'm back down to, I, I'm back down to four. Like, it help, it definitely helps, like, the frequency. The more you do something, the better you're going to get at it, obviously. But, like, that, like, leading into that every day, like, five times a week, that's almost every day. Um, I, I felt what you're saying. Like, I was getting burned out. Like, I didn't want to do it. Like, I felt like I was obligated to bench. But, like, I never feel like that. Like, I don't know. I squat and deadlift twice a week. Like, I, I look forward to training. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then, like, I guess ask for, like, because, you know, if you coach people, I don't know. Um, but then you also, like, you're an athlete yourself. Like, it can be, like, your whole day is, like, powerlifting, and you could easily get burnt out like that. But I try to, like, separate, like, when I'm training, like, okay, my phone's on. Do not disturb. Like, this is, like, I have to focus on myself. Like, because, like, you have to remember, got here in the first place from from, from my training or whatever. So, right. um, so, like, I think if people do that, like, it finds a balance. But, like, also you find friends, too, through um, this all. And, like, I found, especially during, like, quarantine at this time, like, like I always pop on Joey's Twitch stream because and, and that's fun because you feel like you're with people and you're not yeah. so alone like you know training and you grow up if you're lucky enough to have something but um, <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know like I think like like now like training fun leading up to me it definitely starts to feel like uh like I'm, I'm getting tired of doing this because your body's just so drained and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing it um, up until that last peak week when you, when, you know, when you get to, when you get to rest, but it's just like those times I can definitely test. Like I feel like sick of the prep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Feels like a job. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know you so mean, that, yeah. It, it, um, I know you mean where you have to, hone in on why you like it like remember why you got involved in the first place like king of list man you're i'm working all the time on this and it, it can become yeah. you start worrying about life balance you need i have some things that i'm into interest wise that are not powerlifting related and when i sometimes people like i podcast like especially now with lockdown i'm podcasting yeah like three days a week i got people on right and yeah that's that's actually like you said with lockdown this is a huge plus it's not work I sit down, we're, we're just shooting the shit. Like, I'm a social dude. Yeah. I like talking to people. Like, I legitimately enjoy a conversation. Some people, you know, they're introverts, whatever. I get a lot out of, like, talking to people. And um, yeah. in terms of, like, social media-wise, you know, people shit on social media, but I like, in terms of who I've met through social media, people just shoot me a DM sometimes on KLS. And don't yeah. really, they get shocked if I hit back. And all of a sudden, we end up in a conversation, and they're like, holy shit, I didn't think you were actually going to engage into a, like, we'll get into a sports debate or or just talk. Yeah. And he's like, I'm like, man, fight, whatever. It's, I, I don't mind, like, that's, I know you mean where you get a lot from yeah. it, stuff like that. But it is, 
the balance for me would be the difference would be like some people will be like, did you listen to this podcast, this powerlifting podcast? And I'm like, man, I am um, because I do like you do so much on your own, right? And then it's hard right. to, to, yeah. It's it's so it's it's so time consuming because I'm I'm doing YouTube now too. It's like so time consuming, content creating, getting everything edited, published, and everything, and you know promoting it. And then by the time you're done with that, you're like, I'm out, man. I'm out. <laughs> like I did my part. Like like I. Like, I need to go, like, I don't know, walk the dog or handle other life stuff for my kids or whatever. Right, man. 100%. Do you have, like, other hobbies or things you like to do where you're like, this is mine, nothing powerlifting related, this is something I want to do, and it's just what I do now. It's nothing to do with powerlifting. So, I actually find that's, like, that's a super, like, funny question on, like, the, the lifter profile, like, uh, slides that they make us do for world, like, your hobby, it's like, cool. Oh, let's see i'm in school or whatever like powerlifting is the hobby oh, really? <laughs> and then you're like, well because like i don't know to me like this is like i mean it takes two three hours out of my day every day and then obviously i i you know work and stuff and just like I, there's not a ton of time for other stuff i mean like i go up north like fishing like you know getting outdoors and whatnot hiking um i travel a lot uh but like like, I find, like, I do want to find, like, another hobby like that. Like, you can, you can just, like, separate this all from so it, it doesn't all, you know, you get stuck on social media all the time. It's just, like, powerlifting. Yeah. Like, and that's, like, like you said, I could get burned out. And that's, that is not the plan. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to go there. I think I've read, yeah. I've read up on it where some people are, like, you don't necessarily have to do less of. Because if you do that, you start losing ground that you gained. It worked hard to gain. Yep. But it could yep. be just... You do something that is not at all involved with, and it doesn't, the success on powerlifting does not rely on this, and this does not rely on the success on powerlifting. It's just straight up yours that's separate, so then when you're doing it, it's basically just doing something that when you're doing it, you're not thinking of powerlifting at all. Then when you return to powerlifting, you're pretty fresh. Now you being- And you remember why you liked it. Right, and that's the big thing. Yeah. Whereas if it's all encompassing in your life, it starts becoming like, Man, okay, when I was in school, in university, I had a fucking math exam, and I was studying, like, I'm not a math dude. I like creativity and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. I'm not, like, a crunching, you know, analytical dude. Numbers so, person, yeah. Right, so I studied, to, to, to get through university-level math, I had a tutor, Amanda, I'm, no joke, I fucking studied, like, leading into the final exam, like, every day for hours was in there with the tutor yeah. at the back and it, was, it got so bad to the point when I went to sleep I would if I was walking down a hall I would look at the walls and I saw like numbers and like pluses minuses and like algebra and shit like that in my dreams yeah. in my dreams it, like, it was it was <laughs> like um, you know the matrix where it's all those numbers and, and characters from like whatever that's I started yeah. seeing that shit and I'm like I need to get on the other side of this exam before I'm losing my, it's too much. It, like I, it's, yeah. it was all encompassing where, um, yeah. so that's where you need the balance. Sometimes you're like, I got to shut off. So I, so I can return to it and still be all right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like now with quarantine, like everyone's like on Netflix and everything, like binge watching shows. I got, I got hooked on Ozark. I don't know if you saw that. I see um, it. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, last night, like, I think I watched it too much. And last night, that's what I'm streaming about, Ozark. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I got to stop. 
you're, you're, you're like, mom, I think I'm going to be a drug dealer. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I thought about this. Yeah. There's money yeah. to be made. <laughs> but it, yeah. Yeah. I know you mean, you do need, uh, do you ever watch other shit? Are you into other sports besides powerlifting, like some of the mainstream sports? Uh, I like watching basketball, football a lot. I, get, I mean, I'm a Vikings fan, but they, we keep losing for the love of God. My boyfriend has stay, uh, season tickets there, so we go to games a lot. Stadium's nice, but we just, <laughs> yeah. I'm sad we dropped Diggs. Stefan Diggs, I like him a lot, but he was kind of loud now. I don't know. <laughs> but it is good. What about um, basketball? Did you see the Netflix special with Michael Jordan? I don't think I did, but I but I should. Now, I didn't know that was out there. <laughs> it just dropped. So, I guess it's like a 10-episode ten, okay. ten miniseries. The first two episodes are on right now. And you get to see, like, I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I can get into almost any sport when you see, like, the training. And there's, man. Amanda, there was drama behind the scenes with these really? guys. Oh, it's so, it's so like, because there's high level money, like yeah. crazy amount of money. And, um, you know, you're, you're, you're fighting against like the Eagles involved on like the Chicago Bulls when they won like five championships. It's really, yeah. really interesting. But also the dedication. Michael Jordan was like, he would wake up at like five, he wouldn't drink, he wouldn't smoke, no drugs. If you were doing that on his team because you're living the high life, He'll get in people's faces. If he thinks you're uber talented, but you're not showing up to practice like 100%, like he demanded greatness from himself when he's like a child. And and he like yeah. ama- if he had a teammate who just wasn't living up or like just you show up to practice, cool, but you're not yeah. there like you should be. He Man, man yeah. he, he punched one of his teammates in the face. That's nuts. <laughs> but, well, that's a, te- that's a team sport because like he – like. If he lives by that mentality or whatever and someone else isn't, then they can't be, you know, as great. I guess I guess that's what's so cool about policy, though, because if you're, like, I don't know, if you're like Michael Jordan, have that mentality, like, you're going you're gonna to do great and you don't need to, um, you know, like, worry about someone else. <laughs> that's why you, you guys... It's all, it's all on you. I want to I wanna see you punch Russell in the face at Ness Ness. I don't <laughs> think I... Hey, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm taller than Russ, just so you know. For the right? Yeah, he's Jack. He's all types of Jack. <laughs> He'll deny it. He'll deny it. He'll deny it. You can't take that from a dude. You can't take that from a dude. But my man's body, he got a million dollar smile, so he's all right. But, uh, but yeah, you would like that documentary. It's freaking, um, like, I, in terms of watching other sports, sometimes it's interesting to see how those guys take it. Only because also, like, powerlifting were a certain level, right? But those sports yeah. are like... A whole not like a whole nother level. Holy shit! I don't know how people would yeah. react to it. Like the, to be in the meat grinder like that for year after year and the type of pressures. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that's one that right now is blowing up. I think it's called the Last Dance because it picks up. It's the last year. This whole nucleus of the team are together and they're going to disband them at the end. Going into the year, they had won it. I think four times, and they decided. Yeah. The, the, the management of the Bulls said, after this year, and this is the core team that won so many championships. Like, you picture this. Yep. If you and Flex and everybody in the Flex squad that you've grown with for years had a run, you, Russell, and anyone else on the Flex team, uh, Michael Davis, whatever, there's other people, go through a run collecting. Keiko, yeah. Right, Keiko, yeah. whatever, thank you. Right. And there's yeah. – and, um, after years of at the top, you see each other at Nats, you see each other worlds, you get each other's backs – 
you know, and, and like your crew. And then at the yeah. end, they were like, management comes in. And they're like, we're disbanding the team. This is it. So whatever happens yeah. this year, this is the last dance. You got one match, one uh. dance. And the, the drama, the shit that starts happening, once you realize that, you know, it's a... Uh, Take your hot. <laughs> no, it's, it's crazy. It's such good television yeah. to watch. Um, but yeah. yeah. Do you feel like after years and years of winning, would it be tough to keep motivation high for you if you won like four or five deep and you're like, here we go for six and it's still three hour days. Does your boyfriend power lift as well? Yeah. Yeah, Kellen Powerless, and it's it's nice because I have someone to train with um, here at in the home gym or whatever. Because I I think it's tough training alone. Like I get it done. Get I I got I got this new uh, party boom box that lights up. So that's that's the music, music is hype. <laughs> uh, it's the one it's the one John Hack has. That's why we got it. <laughs> yeah, yo, his gym is so cool. He has all these like trinkets. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but. Um, I honestly don't think it's going to be like that forever. Like there's, there's more and more people coming up, especially in this younger generation that are just strong as heck and have a ton of potential. Um, I don't think it's going to be just like, you know, like I said, uh, one, one fish ahead all the other. Um, I really don't. Um, like I came out of nowhere. Um, sure. who, who's to say who comes out, you know, next year, tomorrow, whatever. <laughs> this is true. Um, does it, yeah. does it feel, would it feel almost exhausting? When you look ahead, does it feel exhausting to look ahead and it's like, man, I don't want to even think about that right now? Because you had to do this year after year after year. Are you just like, how, how, or do you ever look ahead and think about like legacy? And if you start doing like a Kimberly Walford who's been in the game forever and winning all these titles? Um, I, obviously, that's the goal. Like, I'm just trying to like help, I guess, uh, I don't know. Uh, further the sport, craft the sport or whatever. Like, I think it'd be cool to see us um, head in the direction of the Olympics someday. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm just trying to help the sport grow at this point, and, like, I'm, do- I'm doing my part. There's a lot of other people doing their part, and, you know, we're all working hard, and I I, I really think, like, like that, me- like, Sheffield was going to be, um, I guess, that, that big platform for, uh, you know, others to see, like, how great powerlifting is. Um yeah, maybe someday it'll be like basketball. <laughs> what, 20 million salary? Oh, sh- <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That would be I don't know amazing. what that That's football. That's oh, football. Oh my God. That <laughs> no, would but be like, in all seriousness, do people make money in the, like, they make money at the Olympics, right? I just um, don't know what it is. Yeah, you know what? So it kind of depends on the sport and the nation. Like, um, the girls, the women's gymnastics, they're on the cover of like cereal boxes. You go into like you know, grocery stores and there's life size cutouts and shit like that. So they make money. But then Ronda Rousey, who won, who was in the Olympics for judo, ended up making a killing in the UFC. But if in her book, she talks about in the Olympics, she wasn't making much money because the sport of judo, particularly in the US, no one really cared. In Japan, gotcha. if, you, if you're on the US, or sorry, if you're on the Japanese national team, you're making money. So it kind of depends. Yeah. And there's an Olympic weightlifter from Iran and um, another, na- he was the heavyweight champion in, Oli- in the Olympics for Olympic weightlifting. He's from Iran. Another nation said, we will give you $10 million if you leave Iran and, and lift for us. 10 million. Wow. Listen. Wow. Let me, let me say something. <laughs> Canada says, Amanda, 
Ten million dollars. You're lifting for you're lift you're lifting for Canada. Are you coming out with that maple leaf? <laughs> you gotta think about it. You gotta think about it. Yeah. 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 And so, hey, 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 I'm not far from Canada. That's right. Yeah. Look at you justify how much. Well, it's kind of the same. <laughs> you, I love the USA, but <laughs> you're, like, you're like ten million dollars, guys. You come on now. Sure, half over the border. Yeah. Right. It's, a, it's a small drive. It's a drive. Come on. Yeah. But yeah. um but yeah, so I guess there it depends on the sport, it depends on the nation. Um but there could be. But look at Sheffield, I forget I don't know exactly how much the money was, but it's around thirty K wherever you win. We're starting getting some money. That's year one. If we start getting into like five, ten years from now, it could be a limit. You can make you can make like all your money in powerlifting potentially. You know? But you can't put all your marbles in one basket. Right. You can't expect to win. Things right. go wrong. Right. Yeah. That's very mature. Yeah. 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 I mean, because, like, I didn't think there was anything that could have stopped Sheffield from happening. Like, I was, like, I don't know, like, I guess you can't. I was, I was banking on getting something, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but all odds are against us. It's weird. 2020 is weird. Oh. <laughs> it's like revelations are coming true. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world. No, literally, a week before Sheffield didn't like was called off i was on the phone with like peter spence because i was going to do the commentating and everything we were talking about like man i was so hella hyped for it we were talking about people with vip packages meeting the athletes or give like a like a little speech presentation about it and and talk about the showdowns and and hype it up and and give some background background on the lifters like like you know get people all hyped like we do on king of lifts and then take questions and people like the athletes are taking questions and we were like our sport has never seen this. This is going to be so big. We're going to, it's going to be so high. Yeah. People are going to love it. Yeah. And then that's like, yeah. that's like one week before one week later. That's it. <laughs> it's yeah. like, damn it. Things were just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and every week they're posting like five weeks ago, four weeks ago. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't take the anticipation. Yeah. And like, they came out and filmed here in December for me, for the, for the promo for to, to promote Sheffield or whatever. And like, I felt surreal then. I'm like, I can't wait till March. It's December. <laughs> like, and I was just like, ah. <laughs> but know. next year, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it'll be bigger and better next year. It sounds like, but <laughs> this is true. This is true. I mean, it will be a little different if they, depending on what the point system and how they have wins and stuff, could be. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. We'll we'll see. I, I, we don't even know who's going right? or, or how they decide how people go. They really got to start from scratch, and then not only to make it. They got to like start from scratch because they have a new point system and then they don't know like will worlds happen or who do they take. And then yeah, like yeah. we don't know what's going to happen the rest of 2020. Like they have to, yeah. I don't even know. I talked to Peter Spence because he was on the podcast before talking about Sheffield. And then I'm like, yeah. should we have you, let's have you back on talking about Sheffield again. But he's like, man, I just, we just don't know though. Like, what am I going to say? I can't really give an official statement on behalf of SBD because who the shit knows what's going to rain? This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Pete's always the go-to guy who knows everything. Like, in our in our IPF World chat for, for USA, like, we ha- we added Pete to the chat because, like, he was messaging us all individually. We're like, let's just add him to the chat because yeah. <laughs> he's got all the info. He's got all the inside scoop. Pete's the man. Pete is the Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, <laughs> Pete is the man. Um, and, oh, I was going to ask, so leading into Sheffield when there was money on the line, did that feel different when you, when you thought 
there was like money like that on the line. Did that feel different than training for nationals and worlds for you? Honestly, like as weird as it, like to say it, no. Like I always train with like such a high expectation, like like to put out the best total possible, and like that's all that matters to me. And that was only like a bonus to me to have that prize money. Like felt like you know all the hard work, like we were given given something back for it. Like, but it, I mean, like I always train super hard. I'm still training hard right now, and I don't know what I'm training for. Like that's just the mentality. Like that's just the mentality I have. Like I'm not like. I'm not like money driven like that or whatever. Like I, I, I always say it's you versus you, like trying to like better, better yourself, be the, you know, next, be the best version that you can be. And, you know, don't worry about other people. Cause I mean, if you're doing that, you're never going to be happy with yourself. So, um, you know, we're all on our own journey and got to make the best of it. So, um, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm training for, but like, I'm taking the small wins, hitting those sessions. Cause like, this is what I like doing. That's right. Um, I, I, I would never, I could never live with myself if I was just half-assed and stuff. I never could. I don't understand how people can do that. They can go into a training session and just be just content with, you know, just an okay day. I don't, I, don't, I just can't, can't do that. I'm just not in me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why, why you're a world champion, right? Yes, that's the mentality, right? That's, that's the mentality. <laughs> it's um, it's that, that's the mamba mentality we throw there. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know exactly know what mamba means, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's. Is it span? It's a, I think it's a snake, right? The black mamba. Yeah, but but just oh 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 okay yeah. So I, the crazy thing is. My mom was flying into L.A. at the same like landing at the same time he crashed <gasps> that helicopter, and like. It was funny because we were in, L- I was in LA at the time, you know, meeting with Russ, with Joey and all them, um, and with BPN. And I, I was, I kept saying to my friends, like, it's so foggy here. Like, I can't, how do you see anything? They're, they have warnings there to not go outside because of the smog or whatever. Really? Yeah. What the shit? Yeah, stay inside. Air quality's not good enough. I'm like, whoa. Like, we live, like, I don't know where you live, but I'm sure it's, like, in the middle of, like, you know, nature. Right. Well, <laughs> but, but in the air, it's fine. Wildlife. <laughs> sort of, yeah. Like, um, I'm south of Toronto, so it's whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it's, like, that's it's crazy that that happened. And to think that Kobe died and he's missing all this crazy shit going on right now. He has no right. idea what he's missing. Hey, did you yeah. hear Kim Jong, Kim Jong-un? The North Korean... Yesterday? Yeah, is he dead? Yeah, he's like a... He's like a... I think he's just like in a vegetable state right now. A vegetable state? Is like... That, that's not good. That's well, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think he can move. <laughs> Isn't that what people call it? I don't know. Yeah. No, <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe I should it is. that night. I think... I think literally it's a vegetative state. It's... You're a vegetable. That's the slang term. Is you're basically yeah. a fucking... Yeah. It was just funny yeah. when you said yeah. it. He's the, the man. Hey, look, we don't gotta, yeah. we don't gotta pick our words. It's King Jong Un for fuck's sake. It's not like people are gonna be offended. Yeah. The guy's a fucking dictator, and no. he's he's not exactly no. a nice yeah. guy. If, no, yeah. So I mean, like, I don't, know. I don't want to like it's me, but I don't got what he's had coming. I guess I don't know. He had it coming. Well, listen, <laughs> he's not, he's not a great human. <laughs> no, he's not. No, I don't think anyone's gonna give you pushback. And you know that was very offensive. You know, we're talking about Kim Jong Un. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's not good. He's not good. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and I think his sister might take over, his younger sister, which would be interesting. Oh, okay. Let's see what's yeah, up. Maybe. Let's see what's up with that. Maybe she's nice. better. 
Maybe she Yeah, maybe. We, we need to, we Let's need, hope. We need to have some more girls at the top, I think, man. We need a little more balance out there, right? Yeah, yeah. Society's very male-dominant, so That's it's right. nice to see women, women power. That's right, women power. You go, girl. See, look, we even got people. We, we, hit, we hit all boundaries on this right now, this this, this podcast. We hit it all. Uh, listen, so yeah. we've, been, we've been on for an hour 40, and I appreciate your time, by That's the way. Goodbye. Well, it's not. Well, look, it's easy. It's easy to shoot the shit. We had a lot of catching up to do as well. Um, but yeah, yeah. But uh, before I let you go, uh, a couple things we got to get out of the way. If people want to do coaching online, how do they get a hold of you? They can go on my Instagram and click the email button and send me send me over. Uh, uh, I guess an inquiry, then I'll go. get back. There you go. Perfect. Easy enough. And um, if people want to, what, what is your Instagram by the way? If people don't know, and I think, oh dang. Froze at the last second. We almost made it. Okay, are you back? You froze for a second. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Okay, we're back. Sweet. Can you hear me? We, we, I can hear you and see you. Okay. We, okay, okay, we had okay. like 30 seconds. We were right at the finish line when it finally froze on us. That's not bad. Of, of course. That ain't, of yeah, course. no. Why am I doing okay? Yeah, man. All right. I hate this Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not bad. Okay. And for anybody who doesn't know, um, what's your Instagram that they can find you? It's at miss.amanda.ann. I was called that as a kid, Miss Amanda Ann. Um, <laughs> and then I, my YouTube is just type in Amanda Lawrence, and I don't really know what the user is for that, but. They'll find you. They'll find you, yeah. There's not a lot of men or Lawrence doing what you're doing out there. So you do. I sure hope not. I I do have a twin. I have a twin, Leanne, uh, Texas Bench on Instagram. Everyone jokes around. She's my twin. Really? Is she a powerlifter as well? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's the 84 kilo class as well. She was doing uh, quit mainly, but now switching over to raw. She's like almost at a 300 bench. Holy you should shit. check her out. Texas Bench Bay, Leanne yeah, Ramirez, well, I think her last name is. Check, check her out. Wow. Shout out, Leanne. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, I'll check her out. You guys team up yeah. and be unstoppable with me. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling her to join the Flex Squad. I really am. <laughs> join it up. Um, and is there anybody that you you want to thank before we let you go as well? Gosh, I want to thank you for having me on. It's well, always a pleasure. You. We gotta do this sooner than you know a year and a half like yeah, yeah. we did last time. I want to I want to thank all my fans, all my followers for for listening. Um, you know I wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. So, uh, <laughs> truly, thank you. Yeah. Bam. Perfect. Well, yeah, one hundred percent. We'll do it. Um, I mean, we'll see when we got a competition. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, we got we gotta throw Joey on here. Do a couple other people too. Yeah, we can bring it all in for sure. We'll bring in some flex crew leading international. Yeah, and Russ. Yeah. Perfect. Keiko? Yeah. Oh. Well, thanks, good. man. I appreciate it. <laughs> much appreciated. We're going to keep in touch and good luck with training. For sure. Oh, you too. Thanks much. Take care. <laughs> and there it is. 84 kilo uh, world champion and most likely GOAT. However, that's a debate. Um, certainly off of numbers already hit. We've never seen an 84-kilo lady in history in the IPF doing what Amanda's doing. Close with Daniela Mello, obviously, because she won on body weight. And um, But, I mean, yeah, what Amanda Lawrence is doing right now, it's phenomenal. I hope we get the world championships. And uh, more than likely, I, I swear to God when I say this, 
I believe we will have the world championships in 2020 and we're going to get to see these. How it all shakes up in terms of making the U.S. national team, that's a big question mark for me. I don't know, uh, well, for everybody, right? We don't know. They haven't made a decision yet. It'll be interesting how they want to handle that. And then um, moving forward off of that, Sheffield 2021. How do they decide who goes to that? And uh, yeah, so it's a bit, it's a bit of, <laughs> we got some question marks floating around, but welcome to 2020, people. Anyways, as always, please do subscribe, hit the like button, leave positive reviews, put this up in, in your um, Instagram, and we will repost. Much appreciated from Six Pack Lapidat. Peace.